0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live.
1: <laughs> yes, folks, we're back. It is episode number eighteen of Wrestling Revisited, and I am your host, The Iceman, Jared D. Gerolamo, one 1724- seven two four. 444-7044, caller ID number 139926-POUND, and the number one, you can talk to me right now. We are hoping to have more people join us as it is time to take you back for another time and place hour here on Wrestling Revisited tonight from Tuesday night, March the 15th, 2016. That's right, folks, three fifteen sixteen, if you will. I know it's kind of weird, but that's the way it is, of course, and St. Patrick's Day is just a few days away as well. Anyway, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take you back to 1996, however, for another great moment in time and place. And the event that we're going to talk about, excuse me, for the uh, big match, of course is none other than the granddaddy of them all, StarCade. Yes, folks, StarCade 1996. It was held on December 29th, four days after Christmas, 1996, in Nashville, Tennessee, at the Nashville Municipal Auditorium in front of 9,000-plus fans. Of course, the tagline going into this show was, not your typical warm, fuzzy holiday special, and, well, that's making a big statement in a big way. So with that said, folks, let's tell you about... uh, What happened on this memorable night? Of course, going into the show, of course, earlier in the year, we saw what happened in July when Hollywood Hulk Hogan apparently betrayed the WCW fan base by joining two fellow outsiders, better known as Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, to form a group and basically terrorize World Championship Wrestling, calling themselves the New World Order. Three weeks later, of course, Hulk Hogan would win the WCW World Championship from the man he had lost the title to only a year before the Seven foot four, four hundred and fifty pound plus big giant known as the Big Show, if you will. Now known as the Big Show, but at the time known as the Giant. And ladies and gentlemen, we got Roddy Kay with us here. Uh, funny he should join us tonight. Roddy Kay, how are you tonight? Hey yo. Well, it's only fitting hey. how we're going to have expecting Gerard here too shortly. So uh, I'm glad doing, you joined. Doing me.
0: good. Doing uh, good.
1: That's good. Well, tonight, however, we got a great moment here on Wrestling News, and I picked the moment. However, it is going to be none other than Starcade '1996. What do you remember about Starcade
0: '96? Oh my God, the Starcade '96. Oh man, I was, I keep remembering '86 where Jim Cornette had the scalp match. That's all I can remember.
1: Yes. Well, we're going to talk more about the uh, Star K-96, if you will, and uh, speaking of Jim Cornette, we saw that one of his fellow henchmen at one time, the late great big boss man, Ray Trailer, if you will, was announced last week of going into the WWE Hall of Fame, of course. Uh, congratulations to him. Of course, last night we had another Hall of Famer being announced in the form of Jacqueline Moore. Of course, they have one more participant. I understand they'll probably announce next week in Philadelphia. So we'll talk more about RAW here in just a little bit. But let's get into uh, talking about Starcade '96. As we said, the excuse me, the first match of the uh, show was a very unique match, if you will. It was the Ultimo Dragon taking on. Dean Malenko. Of course, this was to unify both the WCW Cruiserweight Championship and the J Crown Championship, however. A very prestigious title, if you will, and as a result, however, the Ultimo Dragon defeated the uh, Iceman, no, not me, but the other Iceman, Dean Malenko, in 18 and a half minutes to start out the show and unify both belts. Uh, Roddy, what do you remember
0: about uh, Ultimo Dragon and uh, Dean Malenko? Dean Malenko was an excellent technician, but the match, Starkey ninety six 96 that was a time period where I had missed a lot of uh, wrestling.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of the cruiserweights came out at that time, like Malenko, Jujan Liger, Ray Mysterio, Jericho, Chavo Guerrero, Eddie Guerrero, uh, Shinro uh other people from the Mexican and Japanese ranks, certainly. And uh, speaking of the uh, Japanese, however, well, that leads us into our next match, however, as it was Akira Hokuto with Sonny Ono and the great Suzuki taking on Medusa, if you will. This was a single match for the vacant WCW Women's Championship. As a result, Hokuto won the match with a missile drop kick and a Northern Lights bomb in nine and a half minutes, beating, at that time, uh, Medusa for the Divas title. Uh, your thoughts about this matchup?
0: Oh, me? I I, I didn't see it. I can't, I can't recall.
1: Okay, no problem. Actually, it went seven minutes, my mistake, not nine minutes. I made a mistake there. Sorry, folks. Uh, speaking of cruiserweights, another um, unique uh, high flyer, if you will, the great Jushin Thunder Liger took on Rey Mysterio in 14 minutes. I do remember this match. This was a great match. Uh, Rey Mysterio, of course, as you know, was less than a year away from putting on some phenomenal matches, but at the same time, of course, I started becoming a fan of him more and more. Of course, he had made his debut earlier in the summer in June of 96 in Baltimore, of course, after fighting in ECW for a few years and also down there in AAA. Liger, of course, coming off a very big, successful win If you will, from Starrcade the year before, if you will, however, in 95 against Chris Benoit, and of course also debuting on the very first episode of Monday Night Show against Brian Pillman, and uh, coming up, uh, no pun intended, a little bit uh, short in his effort, so to speak, but nevertheless putting up a great effort nevertheless. Next, of course, we had Jeff Jarrett taking on Chris Benoit, who was with Woman, of course. Jeff Jarrett at the time, how a lot of people knew he was a slime bag, so to speak, however, as he was trying to weasel his way into the Four Horsemen, if you will. Chris Benoit, of course, was with his soon-to-be wife, Nancy, if you will, who at the time was uh, kind of getting separated from Kevin Sullivan, if you will. And, of course, they had a memorable feud uh, throughout the summer of 96, including the memorable bathroom uh, lot brawl. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, there in Baltimore. Um, that being said, it went about 13 plus minutes and changed almost 14 minutes long. Not a bad match, however, but this was a no disqualification match. Of course, Jeff Jarrett a short time after this, however, uh, would stick around WCW and then go back to WWE before returning again to WCW in the fall of 1999. And speaking of uh, the, uh, the so called Faces of Fear and Kevin Sullivan, that leads us to our tag team matchup uh, of the night. However, it was the Outsiders, Kevin. Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, if you will, uh, defending their belts, if you will, taking on Ming and the Barbarian. And as a result, the Outsiders, of course, a few months before, had won the belts at Halloween Havoc against Harlem Heat, if you will. As a result, they took on the face of fair Ming and the Barbarian, who were managed by Jimmy Hart this time. As a result, the match went 12 minutes, close to 12 minutes. The Outsiders somehow coming up with the big victory.
0: 96, uh, is it the one we're given? So I had to have like a triple, triple step cage.
1: Um, I I think it was I I gotta go back and check. I'm pretty sure it was I, unless it was 2000. I'm thinking of, but it, that sounds right because I know there was one match in particular that, that, that Benoit Sullivan fought in a type of cage that was something like that. How and like I said, they had that memorable part of that big brawl in Baltimore. I remember that summer in Baltimore. That was the same event that Bischoff got power bombed in
0: the like Kingdom
1: of Doom match? Yeah, it was something like that. Mm-hmm. I think it was either at that event, it was an event either at Halloween Havoc or it was maybe the month before at World War Three, unless it was early 97, or sometime in the spring of 97. I can remember this very well. And uh, up next, of course, another great legendary wrestler, of course, the late, great Eddie Guerrero, uh, taking on DDP for the vacant U.S. title. As a result, Eddie Guerrero would defeat the Diamond Man himself in 15-plus minutes. Uh, My thoughts, great match. Uh, Both of these guys worked hard. And, of course, Eddie, it would be a year later before he got the attitude change and everything like that. But at the time, Eddie was becoming quite the fan favorite as well. Uh, A lot of people remember his matches in ECW with Dean Malenko and uh, also with Chris Jericho. And, of course, uh, he would not start feuding with Ray Jr. just yet, but uh, it would just be a matter of time until he got involved with Ray Jr. Um from there that leads us to our semi main event. Lex Luger taking on the Giant Evil, formerly known as the currently known as the Big Show, that went thirteen minutes in change. Uh this was an okay match. I didn't think it was bad, however. Uh the end came when Sting came down, left the baseball bat at the ring, of course, however, and Luger of course performed a low blow to the giant and pinned him after several attacks with the bat to win the match. Uh quick sign on the ddp Eddie Guerrero matchup, of course. Mind you, Hall, Nash, and Six beat down Guerrero and stole his belt. Of course, this would get into a feud with Six and Eddie Guerrero. The tag team matchup, of course, ended when Nash pinned the Barbarian after a big boot and a Jack Knight powerbomb. Now, Sullivan, of course, and Benoit continued their feud here in the no-DQ match, however, mind you, however, after um, basically he hit Benoit with a wooden chair and Anders Arn Anderson performed a DDT double-J. However, Jared pinned Benoit to win the match. Uh, the... The match between Liger and Messier was really good. As we said, how our fantastic match that was one of the better matches of the night, mind you, and that was when Monsieur performed a springboard moonsault and a springboard leg drop. Liger Heller came back with the diving headbutt and then won with the Liger Bomb. Which then takes us now into our big main event, mind you. And of course, the feud started off, oddly enough, back in October, if you will, between Hulk Hogan and Roddy Piper from Halloween Havoc. These two, of course, continue the feud heading into Starcade. Of course, only a month before, Eric Bischoff basically had betrayed everyone just like Hulk Hogan by leaving the announce desk and siding with the NWO after uh, going against them and saying everything against them for the longest time. Um, surprisingly, however, this was a decent main event. And this is on, uh, I believe the best of Roddy Piper's, uh, Born to Controversy DVD, however. And in fact, I just watched this match not too long ago. This was a really good match. Of course, Piper won with a sleeper, of course. And surprisingly, this was Hogan's actually first clean loss, uh, since WrestleMania six. So, since 1990, he had not ever had a clean loss, believe it or not, until this night, however. And unfortunately, Roddy Piper, after, um... Uh, Somehow losing at the war to settle the score back in 1985. And of course, also at WrestleMania, got a little retribution on the immortal Hulk Hogan on this night. Of course, Hollywood Hulk Hogan was with Ted DiBiase, if you will, and won the matchup, did uh, Piper, I should say, in less than 15-plus minutes. So, all in all, from top to bottom, I thought it was a pretty good show. On a scale of 1 to 10, I have to give this about an 8 out of 10. Uh, the best match of the night, I would say there were two that really stuck out for me Roddy Piper and Hogan in the opening match. The match I was kind of, I wouldn't say really fond of or really excited about, how it was the women's match. It could have been a little bit better, but oh well, that's just me. Uh, Roddy K, like, like I said, you didn't see all this show, but after going through the entire card, what would you say this card was like from top to bottom uh, as far as 1 to 10 goes? And uh, the best and worst match Of Star K 96.
0: All oh, overall probably a seven uh, mm-hmm. because because I, that was a the time they called them lucha libras were really coming in into their uh, their uh, I don't know what you call it oh. but they were they were really promoting them and it was some of the best matches were from the cruiserweights you had Billy the Kid mm-hmm. or. Uh, I, I think it was Billy, Billy the Kid, was it? Billy, Billy Kidman. Kidman. Billy Kidman, yeah, and you had the uh, the te- technical wrestlers, and you had Kristen Waugh, Eddie Guerrero. I mean, they made WCW before uh, the uh, the uh, uh, dinosaurs came over.
1: Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. And what would you say the best and worst match of the card was in your eyes?
0: Uh, based on the way you called it there, yeah. I would say uh, Eddie Guerrero.
1: Betty and DDP was your best match, okay. And what was the non-match that really kind of didn't uh, excite you or the one that really didn't make you kind of cheat? Piper and Hogan. Wow. Okay, so Piper and Hogan, you're going against everyone and saying that Piper and Hogan was not one of the better matches of the night. Okay, very interesting. Okay, very good, very good. All right. you're definitely entitled to your fan. Hopefully, we'll have some more uh, thoughts here in just a little bit. Again, the number one seven two four 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 seventy forty four. 444 7044. Caller ID 139926 pound one. You can listen to me and Roddy K. right now. We are talking about Star K 1996. We're also going to talk about last night's Monday Night Raw, which we'll do that right now. Uh, Roddy, did you get a chance to watch it last night?
0: I made it home to watch it. Uh, I got record it recorded.
1: Okay. Um, Did you, I guess you, did you hear any of the news that came out of it, or do you want me to not spoil it for you? I mean, what do you want me to do?
0: Can you tell me? Well, like I mentioned, the prediction, I think Shane McMahon is going to have Sting make one last match for him. Yeah. Because after all, the Undertaker is acting on behalf of Vince. Yes. So why not have Shane do Sting versus Taker?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: Yeah. and, And I think... This is way out there. I think CM Punk is on a come back.
1: Yeah, a lot of people have been talking about that. I mean, you were the first to tell us about that. Um, let's get your thoughts about a couple other matches in particular. Uh... The uh, Dean Ambrose-Brock Lesnar uh, feud is definitely heating up, and we saw Mick Foley show up last night, however, unexpectedly, however, and give, let's just say, Dean a gift, a barbed wire baseball bat, no pun intended, and uh, I can tell you right now, I'm thinking they're setting up something with, those, with uh, Mick Foley at WrestleMania, and that could be the
0: biggest referee. What would you say about that? Oh, if anybody on the roster right now is going to be promoted to beat Brock Lesnar, I would say... Uh, Dean Ambrose, and the angle that you just mentioned, because I haven't seen it, mm-hmm. was the best angle because Mick Foley mm-hmm. has has beaten Giants before, beaten Beasts before, so the mm-hmm. only way to take down a Beast is to be more rabid.
1: Yeah. And, and be more so, crazy. Yeah, and, and speaking of crazy, Dean uh, had that memorable match with Triple H on uh, Saturday night at Roadblock. Did you get a chance to watch Roadblock? No, I in- didn't. Okay. Well, there was talk that Dean kind of got hosed there. And Speaking of uh, Triple H, he was in a fight with uh, Dolph Ziggler last night, as you know, on Raw in Pittsburgh. It was a pretty good crowd. My friends were at the show. Actually, it was pretty cool. They said it was a real good crowd. They're there in Cincinnati tonight, however. Um, we'll talk about that in just a second, but one of the stories that uh, we are keeping in a close eye on, we'll talk about on the news tonight, however, obviously, how our and I will mention it on Revolution tonight, uh, beginning at 9 o'clock, is the status of Mr. Adrian Neville. Uh, Neville, of course, was in that match, was within a match with Chris Jericho last night. Apparently, he blew out his leg, we understand, and could be needing surgery. Uh, they're not sure yet how bad it is yet, but uh, it looks like Neville is going to miss wrestling in quite a bit more time, however. They aren't real sure yet, but my guess is possibly between three to six months, minimum, at the latest. They haven't quite confirmed it yet. Uh, that being said, uh, your thoughts, uh, Roddy, about the unfortunate luck of Mr. Neville?
0: I'm saddened by this, but I, I think when you had that guy from North Carolina on before, was it Houston?
1: Oh, it's Mr.
0: Michael Sam Houston, yes. I have noticed that it, 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 if we didn't hear about it, that's one thing. But mm-hmm. Back in the old days when you had Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair, Ric Flair was in pretty good shape. Mm-hmm. But the guys who spent less time you know, jumping around and they spent less time trying to be bodybuilders, they, they lasted longer. Mm-hmm. So I'm troubled by these guys that are in great shape. They try to do too much.
1: Yeah, and and Neville's one of those guys who does a lot. I mean, we've seen him do the Red Arrow. We've seen him do a lot of crazy moves out of the ring. Sami Zayn's another guy, but Sami Zayn's already actually back in the ring, and that leads me to my next question about Sami Zayn. I mean, this is a guy who's planning maybe on taking on Kevin Owens possibly for the IC Strap unless they change it to a big uh, six-pack challenge maybe for the uh, IC Strap for WrestleMania. What do you
0: see of that uh, whole development going on? I think it'll be a good match because not only their history, but when I saw Sami Zayn come out, and do a match the other night, mm-hmm. I think it was on uh, was it on uh, Thursday Smackdown Yes in Milwaukee, Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I saw something first of all, he speaks like Kevin Owens because I guess you're from the same region.
1: yeah, they're right around the area but, yeah
0: mm-hmm. but he has a raw talent. I just noticed based on his brief performance he has mm-hmm. a raw talent that that can go far if he if he uh conducts himself right.
1: Oh, I would agree, and I love Sammy, and I love KO even more. It's going to be a great match. I think it's going to maybe be one of the best matches on the card going into Mania. Another uh, guy who is actually kind of... uh... Well, I would say his ego has been inflated the last week or so, ever since what happened the week before in Chicago. Uh, Y2J, Chris Jericho, and AJ Styles, uh, we know their feud is not close to being done yet, and uh, it looks like they're setting up for a big match with those two possibly. Again, it depends on if they put Jericho in that six-pack match, possibly at WrestleMania, but if not, Jericho and AJ Styles could go again one more time at WrestleMania, and if they do, what kind of match could you see them going at?
0: It depends on how they build it up. It could be a good match, but I think AJ Styles needs to play a good uh uh, see a bad uh, face uh, mm-hmm. where he where he's a face. He's a good guy, but he just attacks uh, AJ out of nowhere like he wants revenge. Yeah, I mean he attacks the Y2J rather.
1: Right, I I would agree. I would agree. And like I said, Jericho last night. Uh, AJ got a little retribution after what Jericho did him with those three code breakers last week in Chicago. He definitely got retribution. Uh, last night, if you will, in uh, Pittsburgh, let's just say. Uh, Speaking of brawls, uh, let's talk about the big brawl, and that's what everyone is talking about, is Roman Reigns and Triple H. Triple H literally had his head split open last night when Roman beat the tarp out of him, and he had to have six staples close the wound. What do you expect of these two going into WrestleMania, and how do you think the match is going to go, actually, at WrestleMania, these two? That was a shoot? Uh, No, that wasn't a shoot. Roman came out and actually got in front of Hunter, got face-to-face with Hunter. If you remember what happened the week before, a couple weeks before when Roman broke, got his nose broke by Hunter, it was a little retribution on uh, Roman Reigns' part. So Roman got a little mm-hmm. payback, but uh, I did see the video how Roman definitely uh, chucked Triple H pretty hard, at, hard way, and he split his head open pretty hard, pretty good. And Triple H, had, Triple H had had six staples to close it. It was like a big, big catch.
0: That is a great good angle. Maybe yeah, happenstance, but uh, the one with Roman Reigns, he needed uh, nasal surgery, so they uh, they worked that in. Mm-hmm.
1: You know,
0: because it was like a blood capsule. The the yeah, the there, was lot,
1: the there was a lot. There was a lot. Yeah, there was a lot of question about that a few weeks ago. I remember when Roman had his nose program, But last night, there was no blood capsule this time. This was legitimate hard weight blood. I mean, Roman really potatoes. Let me uh, let me get honey. let me
0: get a couple things out because you mentioned Triple H. Sure,
1: by all means, go ahead.
0: I think that I think that'll be a good good match physically. Yes, but oh. Uh, I had not sent Triple H a message on Twitter. I don't know if he read it.
1: No, I did I not. I don't know. About, it, but please
0: tell us. You know how you know how Seth Rollins was doing the uh, the uh, uh, pedigree.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And everybody who has a knee injury seems to always do that. Like Triple H has had all sorts of leg injuries. Yes. And I mentioned to him that possibly landing on your decaps like that is what's helping blow out people's mm-hmm. knees. Yeah, prematurely, and. As far as Rey Mysterio goes. Yeah. Um if you look at Right back talking to the Lucha underground guy, it's kinda mm-hmm. like they're mocking uh, Rey Mysterio, because they want the short Lucha to be like the next Rey Mysterio.
1: Yeah. Well let's, let, you mentioned, well, let's you mention well well you mentioned Triple H. I mean, like you said, I mean this is gonna be a great match, however. Um Mike, we talk about Rollins, too, actually. Let's let's mention Rollins for just a minute. Do you see maybe, I mean, if there are any big surprises at WrestleMania, what big surprises could you see? I mean, I'm thinking maybe, well, they're talking about Shawn Michaels, maybe, yeah, and a guest role. But as far as returning big-name wrestlers like Cesaro or Rollins, do you see any of those three, or uh, which big name uh, from the injury list could make a shocking return and make the outcome a little different at WrestleMania, do you feel, between Roman and Hunter? Seth
0: Rollins. You're going to call death. Rollins? Okay. Seth, Seth Rollins comes in because Triple H is losing or whatever. Yeah. And he acts like he's going to take Triple H's side mm-hmm. because they're still considered part of the authority. Sure. Next thing, you no know, Roman Reigns and the uh, and he, him and uh, Dean Ambrose all reunite temporarily. Yeah. That's because he's going to give Triple H a beatdown for some reason. Oh yeah. He's going to angle and then mm-hmm. they'll they'll break up again because it was just like another angle. Yeah. Yeah. Well we'll see
1: I mean WrestleMania is just a few weeks away We're going to have to wait and see I mean It's going to be interesting No question about it Talking about uh, Guys now down in the minor leagues Let's mention some of the guys Down in NXT I mean we've heard about Guys like Of course from We know guys that are working In NXT Like the Finn Bowers and Samoa Joes Do we see uh, Possibly uh, The Bull Club Make their debut And help out Shane maybe Or do you think they wait Until the night after WrestleMania
0: However I'm not familiar with them I just know I'm troubled that Samoa Joe May be buried because of the injury to uh, uh, what's
1: this? Oh, yeah, I know who you're thinking of. See, I think Finn's on his way up. See, I think Finn and Baylor are coming up next from uh, NXT because I think right now they're both going to drop the belts and take over Dallas. I think Finn's going to give the belt to Samoa Joe. I think Samoa Joe will be a great heel champion. he can get in a guy... Got- with, like, Apollo Crews, uh, possibly Baron Corbin, someone like Austin Aries, you know, something like that. Whereas with Bailey, I think they need another face deal besides Becky and Natty because Bree's on her way out, however, and you only have, like, Charlotte, you have Sasha, you have Tamina, you have, uh, uh, Natty, I mean, you have all those people, and I think Bailey would be. I mean, she's definitely a fan favorite with all the hug support she gets in NXT, and I think with her acting coming up to the main roster, I think it would be really good because I have watched her and Finn just play off each other so well in the last few weeks. How on house shows they just are joking with each other, always having a good time with the fans, and I think the fans would buy into them in no time.
0: I really will. If I'm you watch, if if you watch Samoa Joe, I can see him being used as like a like he was known as a Samoa. Submission machine. Oh yeah, I, I could see Vince or somebody using him like they did Amaga.
1: Yeah, he could. You're right. He could. And let me ask you this though, Tomat. Uh, I mean, do you think at some point this year we will see Samoa Joe make it to the roster?
0: Oh yeah, but it'd be late this, later this year.
1: Yeah, I I could see that. I could see that. Um. Let's uh, let's see here. We talked about the main event. We talked about the women a little bit. Let's talk about the state of the tag teams now. I mean, what's your overall take of what's going on in the WWE with the tag division right now?
0: Oh, it's horrendous.
1: Yeah. I would have to agree. I mean, you've got the New Day. you got the League of Nations. you got the Social Outcasts. I'm sorry. The Social Outcasts are a waste, except Curtis Axel. They're all a bunch of goobers. The League of Nations, I'm sorry. We're barely leaving, however. This is just going to put that team, I mean, just basically going back to do doing something else for them they'll probably do something else and split them all back up again. Oh, they're making
0: a mockery of the four horsemen all these factions that oh, are going. Oh yes, them. I would but agree. The, you know, the social outcast yeah. they they do have the talent if they if they were to act more adult like and so oh, they, yeah. They could be a four horseman like team. Mm-hmm.
1: I would have to agree. I would have to agree. Uh, the one team I think they got to get behind, however, I mean, has to be someone like the VOD Villains, or at least maybe Enzo and Cass, because I'm sorry. As much as the Dullies are a great team, and they have been a great team for many years however, I think it's time for them to hang it up. I really do. And the Usos, I'm sorry. I love the Usos and everything, but I think they're, their act more and more has grown stale. It really has.
0: Yeah, we've seen the Rockers. Oh, yeah. They're not the Rockers.
1: Yeah. But... Uh, the uses you refer to. Yeah.
0: Oh, you okay. want to go back. You want to go way back. I don't know what group it was, but I think they yeah. had come out in Hawaii. I think they were like ninjas, but they were twins, and they used to wrestle.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't remember uh, the group. But it uh, had to uh, have been like the late thinking, 80s. Or oh, 90s. yeah.
1: They, they were a Japanese team, I think. I know who you're thinking of. Uh,
0: no, they were white no. guys.
1: Oh, they were white guys? Okay. Uh, was it maybe – hmm.
0: Possibly Native American.
1: Caucasian,
0: but uh, yeah, I know it was. It wasn't Danny Davis. It was. Something no, like a D. no, 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 no. I, I know.
1: <laughs> who, I know who you're thinking of. It's on the tip of my tongue. If I can remember the team now. Oh darn it! I wish I knew the answer to that.
0: All I know they were twins?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I I think I know who you're thinking of. Uh, but uh, what was really cool last night too, and I got to give this plug out real quick, however, to to a good friend of mine, a very very oh, I can't say it, a very special friend of mine. um, my friend Max, Max Shipley, good kid. Uh, he's had some health problems over the, his young life, heart. But yesterday, however, uh, I know he has. He loves wrestling with all his heart, and his uh, dad, and his. Uh, one uncle and his folks are just awesome people. They've been friends of mine for a long time now. He had a chance yesterday when WWE was in town, I guess, at Chillon's Hospital, and they were talking about Connor's Cure, teaming up with the Feed Foundation. He got to meet Triple H and Stephanie, and uh, they posted pictures with him. He got a chance to hold the belt, and then he got to see a couple of his uh, all time favorites. Uh, he didn't get to see Roman Reigns as much as he wanted to, and that's one of his favorites. But the two people that really are his second favorites, and I mean, he's actually had a chance to become very close with this guy over the course of the last couple of years, is Daniel Bryan. He got to meet Daniel Bryan and his wife, Bree. So there was a picture of Daniel Bryan and Bree in the picture of them. In fact, Bree gave him a hug, which was very sweet. And then he got a picture with Natalia, too. So, I gotta say, Max, uh, for me and all of us here on our, all of our shows, I gotta say, my man, well done, sir. Well done. And it was a good photo to see. I mean, it just, it, it just warmed your heart. If you got to see the picture, you would have said the same thing. Guys. So, Max, well done, my man. Uh, indeed, well done, indeed. And I hope you're listening tonight, man. I know you've listened to some of my shows here and all of our shows here, If you get a chance, and I hope you're listening and uh, me giving you a plug there, guy. So, but yeah, it was really cool to see the picture, right? So I'll have to definitely uh, let you uh, see it at some point. Okay, let's see. What else do we got? And speaking of NXT, uh, we were talking about NXT, however. Uh, they've come out with a new DVD today, believe it or not. I haven't had a chance to pick it up yet. I have seen the trailer for it, but I have not had a chance to yet pick up it either on Blu-ray or regular DVD. I hope to get it this week at some point. Um, I did see the trailer for it. It looks really great. In fact, one of the matches they're going to talk about on the DVD is uh, Cesaro and uh, Regal. Another one, um, Bailey and Sasha Banks. Of course, Cesaro and Neville. Neville and Zayn. Neville and Owens. Balor and Owens. I mean, some really great uh, stuff out of that NXT DVD. So uh, if you get a chance... Uh, Rodney or anyone else out there who wants to get the DVD, I suggest you pick it up. Uh, it's going to be worth watching,
0: to say the least. They're not on Netflix like they used to be.
1: Yeah, and they're not. See that? See, I wish they were. See, that, I agree with you. And that's one thing they should put on. I mean, some of these old specials. How? I mean, that's one thing. I mean, for people who don't have the network, or people from their cable provider who want to watch the old matches, like you said, how I not have the network or anything like that, they can't do that. And and it's a shame because I think they should. They really should.
0: Yeah, because for $10 a month with yeah. Netflix, you can watch pretty much them everything. But if yeah. you only get the WWE Network, you're stuck with that.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No question. No question. No question. Oh, we're uh, talking
0: about that last, kick, last kicker, Becky Lynch? Yes. I think she's talented, but I'm kind of, I don't really see much of a future with her. I mean, she's pretty, but yeah. she has she has a, a, a self-image issue with that. I think mm-hmm. her eye, her eyes aren't straight. hmm they're, they're always showing her from the side. I, I don't know what you call it—not Co- really cockeyed, but mm-hmm. one of her eyes, is you know, they're kind of outward.
1: Well, I'm just gonna ask you about the Davis match at WrestleMania. Do you think Becky, or do you think it's gonna be Sasha that beats Charlotte or the Desha- find a way to retain at WrestleMania?
0: You gotta be Sasha. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I like I, Sasha. She's she's true talent.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree. Though she she is very talented. I mean, Sasha,
0: I the Usos' girlfriend.
1: Yeah, she, actually did, she did an interview, I think, recently, however, believe it or not, however, uh, what was I going to say, however, she had did an interview, I think, recently where she said, however, uh, her boyfriend, however, if he wasn't, I guess, um, married or uh, really uh, tied down at all, however, would have been Roman Reigns. But uh, I think she has a thing now for Seth Rollins, I've been hearing, believe it or not. I think that's the rumor I heard. Who, he, who does? Sasha. Oh, she said, I was thinking of the flag lady. I can't remember her name or that. Oh, yeah, I know who you're thinking of. But, uh, yeah, there was, um, like I said, there was an interview she did, I guess, recently, a couple weeks ago, however, or maybe it was maybe a month and a half ago, and Sasha opened up to, uh, I guess, the person who did the interview. I don't know if it was for WWE Magazine or WWE um, something uh, else, however, like a different wrestling website, but she said in real life, how she has always had a thing for Roman, however, now she seems to have her eyes set on Seth Rollins. Possibly. So that would be interesting to see her and Rollins together as a couple. It really would. Um, talking about Divas, however, I don't know if you watched Total Divas or not. Uh, have, and if so, uh, what have your thoughts been so far this season on Total Divas, if you've watched it? <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't watch it this year.
1: Okay. Yeah, it's not been great. I mean, last week, of course, uh, it was kind of funny. I mean, Bree got a scooter. Nikki was flipping out about her uh, – Getting a scooter and this and that. I mean, the rains have just been horrible the last few weeks. However, I mean, it really, really has. So, like I said, however, um, let's see what else could be discussed. I mean, we've discussed pretty much. Oh, I can't remember. I don't know. John
0: Cena on there too.
1: No, John Cena has not been back yet. John Cena. That's another. I was going to ask you. Johnson is out right now. Still, however, Um, I don't know when he'll be back. I mean, there's talk he might be back by June, if not sooner. I mean, what do you make of that?
0: I think he should take a break and come back maybe 20 years from now. (laughs) Yeah. Well, like I I said, he's one of those guys, those muscle-bound guys. They're always working out. They're always tearing their muscles.
1: Mm Hmm. Uh, I mean, I know he's. You
0: know.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's out right now. I know. I mean, I mean, he's going to be out for a while. I, know, I don't know how long he's going to be out, but I know he's doing stuff for that Fox reality show now, however. I mean, he's taking some time off right now to do that. Um, they were originally going to bring him back around shortly after WrestleMania, but now it looks like he might be out until possibly late May or June at the latest. He's still recovering. He's also, I know... Uh, When he's not doing that, however, obviously uh, helping Nikki Bella get back in the ring. However, hopefully at some point, the question is when Nikki will will Nikki return from the neck injury. I don't see her coming back at least until maybe that same period of time along with Cesaro. However, I do think two guys that you did mention, however, and two guys I did mention, too, that could be back maybe following WrestleMania, it could be someone like Randy Orton, and it could be also Seth Rollins, because, I mean, Seth has been busting this butt in the gym, they said, like crazy, and it's been four months already, and they said he was not supposed to be back uh, until maybe SummerSlam, but now the way he's going, Howard, he could be back a lot sooner. Well, Seth Rollins
0: like, has the character, though. I mean, he, he's got that asshole attitude that makes you like him, Yes. And he's got the talent as well. If John Cena were to come back, what would he contribute?
1: Yeah, that that's a good question. And let me ask you that about well, let me ask you about Rollins real quick though. I mean, should well, I was gonna say, should uh uh Rollins come back, how and uh depending on what happens in the title situation with Roman and Hunter, do you think that, that uh Seth would start out as a heel again or do you think they start him as a face and then him transitioning back to a heel?
0: I think this this if if he reunites the shield the shield was a heel, mm-hmm. and then this would make him like a, a face kind of a heel, if you will. Yeah, this will make him a good guy, but I think he needs that to help make sure that he doesn't, you know, make sure the injury, the the healing takes place. You know, kind of kind of mm-hmm. share the share the uh, load with the other two.
1: Mm-hmm. Certainly, certainly. And uh, the one guy we're going to talk about another match that we're going to talk about, obviously, about from WrestleMania, and you kind of mentioned it just a few minutes ago, and we discussed it momentarily, just briefly, was the whole Shane O'Mac Undertaker thing. What do you think of this whole feud in general?
0: I just don't get where they're going with it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, last night, I mean, I just, I didn't like what what they did last night. I thought it was ridiculous last night what they did. I mean, Shane came out. He did his little shuffle, whatnot. However, but he did get—I uh, was going to say—he uh, kind of told uh, the Undertaker what he thought of him. He says, "How are, you may be the phenom, however, but you're uh, basically uh, Vince's bitch." I thought that was uh, really, uh, yeah. He kind of made that remark and it came out on television. They kind of bleeped it out. If you look it over, however, mind you, and. Watch it again on YouTube. They kind of cut it out, but uh, they actually aired it live on USA. They let the whole thing go out. The yeah, audience. they've been
0: make, getting more graphic. I think they're trying to get out this stalemate of the Radiant g thing.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, do you think they maybe make possibly WrestleMania TV 14 possibly? They yeah, I'm not
0: familiar. I'm not familiar with the ratings, but I, unless there's some kind of swerve coming up, I don't think Shane really wants to get injured like he, you know, wrist back in the old days. Yeah. Like flying off a 50-foot you know, ladder. I, the only thing I could see is where, where, like I said, where Vince is sending in his character, the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. It only makes sense for uh, Shane to send in somebody that, to, to do it for him.
1: Well, if, okay. the, ta- well, if the Taker should lose now, Howard, and if it is because of Sting, Howard, I mean, you obviously said it, that we could see Sting and Taker next year. But if it's not Taker and Sting next year, are do you think Taker finally decides to hang it up once and for all?
0: Yeah, but I think he wants to go out on top, though. Of-
1: yeah. I could see that. But at the same time a lot of people say and when Shane came back three weeks ago, however, in Detroit, he says it's time for a change with the raw range. And and I would have to agree. I mean, you look at the range the last three weeks. I mean, they did last week a two five nine. This week they took a major hit again, however. They dropped to a two five this week. I mean, the week before a two six. They're really kind of I wouldn't say dropping the ball more and more every week, but they kinda of are doing that because right now, however, they have like one or two matches that are good and then the rest of the night, however, it's like Boing boing promo, vignette vignette vignette, talk 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 promo promo promo, match match, promo more promo, uh, and then that's about it. I mean, I think. I don't we, think
0: I ever. Go ahead. sorry, I don't think I ever mentioned on your call. Yeah. But here, here's the deal. Uh, I remember when I was when I was young, when growing up, and you had Clash of Champions. Mm-hmm. And you had the NWA, WCW, kind of, the Crockett promotion, if you will. Sure. WWF had it. Too, but it was rare and it's definitely today very rare. The only time you see any main attraction or a title change mm-hmm. is to promote the event. Yeah. And it, you have to 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 see any uh expected or uh so called uh, a real action yeah you've got to spend like fifty bucks to watch it. Yeah. And then it needs to be more random, that randomness to to have a title change all of a sudden. Change the yeah. car.
1: Yeah. I'm looking right here, uh, Raw did a 2.6, as I said, and then last night they did a 2.5, so there you go, there's a range. will talk about WCW, let me ask you this, though, and I, I was going to ask the guys this night, too, and I've asked this on Raw Radio to some of the guys, too. Do you think uh, WWE needs to keep, I mean, obviously they're going to keep the big four, maybe, and who knows how much longer, like Rumble, Mania, Survivor Series, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, Royal Rumble. But do you think they ought to change some of the names from, like, TLC, Payback, Extreme Rules, and... uh make them more jazzier, make them more uh, newer, I mean, get better names for them, or do you think they're uh, fine with the way they are, like bring back uh, like the Great American Bash or starky or Halloween Havoc or something like that? I mean, what's your take?
0: Oh, yeah, incorporate some of the older uh, WCW brand in there. Mm-hmm. they got to bring back Eric Bischoff.
1: Yeah, in fact, he's coming out with the DVD in June, believe it or not. They, I don't know if you saw the trailer yet. It, it looks pretty badass, and uh, there's definitely going to be some interest. In fact, uh, he is on the Monday Night War DVD, however, Volume 2, however. That really, I mean, I'm surprised they actually got him. And I know Stone Cold Steve Austin is trying to get a lot more people uh, uh, into his podcast. I don't know who he's got booked coming up. And uh, speaking of injuries, however, I'm talking. I just saw another thing that's pretty wild. However, referee Dan Angler, believe it or not, however, I don't know who he is, however, but apparently last night, however, during the whole Roman Reigns, uh, Triple H uh, fiasco, however, said he needed 13 stitches and three sutures to close a wound. So you talk about guys getting hurt last night. It was definitely a bang up night here in Pittsburgh. No pun intended. I mean, you have Neville, Triple H, and now you got this referee. But uh, the thing is, though, however, uh, Neville. Was he- the okay. ref was injured? Yeah, referee was injured last night. He said he needed 32 Wow. And three sutures. to close the wound caused by production something last night. So, no only was Triple H busted up, you had the referee busted up, and you had Neville busted up last night, too. It was
0: probably just over a year ago where they wouldn't show blood, and they started showing John Cena's nose. Mm hmm. Uh, you know, you can't see me. Half of those was funny.
1: Yeah, and then, of course, a few weeks ago, you saw Roman have his nose busted open by Triple H. He kind of got away with that. And then last night, what they did, however, and like I said, you have to go back and watch the whole brawl between Triple H and uh, Roman that uh, they really got into last night. I mean, it was very intense watching those two battle out last night. But uh, like I said, however, uh, the referee said on his Twitter page that he needed 13 stitches and three sut- sutures to close a wound believe on so uh oh
0: my god on that case about Jimmy Snooker we talked about last week
1: yeah
0: on the docket or the ticket does it say Superfly Jimmy Snooker
1: um i that's a good question i i don't know because,
0: because if it does if yeah. they're using anything that fan has trademark yeah they're, well, they're, they could be held liable for
1: it. Well, I know last week we talked about his health is just getting worse and worse, and I don't think they're going to even put him on trial. I mean, they've now caught, they said that they're delaying the trial again, I guess, until May. And speaking of trials, let's talk about the Hulk Hogan Gawker thing. What do you make of this whole uh, thing with Hulk Hogan and Gawker? Do you think he has a chance to win anything against Gawker? And I don't know if you heard what his wife said, Linda, his ex wife, I should say. She said, How you're nothing but playing a phony act for me and the kids, how are, I will never speak to you again as long as I live. How are you just had uh, a lot of apologizing to do. What's your take on all that?
0: I used to listen to Bubba the Love Sponge for years.
1: Yeah, so you did know, I. I've, li- I listen to I've
0: listened to, l- I've listened to Linda. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't see her as credible. Mm-hmm. And Hogan, mm-hmm. uh, and Bubba, and Heather. Yeah. Why, why would you even record it? And if you have to le- leave your house, why would you even have a recorded at your desk? I, mm-hmm. I think there's some maliciousness there on Bubba's part, but I can't prove it.
1: Do you think they should call Baba to the stand how, and him testify, or do you think it's too little too late
0: for that? Oh, that's that's a hard one for me. I was just looking at the character of the man. Why would you just leave... Uh, why would you even record it, and why would you have it
1: and leave it in your... Oh,
0: oops, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. Somebody stole it from
1: me. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, his... Uh, I know when Linda made those comments recently, I think it was on Yahoo, I guess, over the, this past weekend, I mean, you know what, Linda? I mean, she has a point, but I don't think she has a real good point. I mean, personally speaking, I mean, Hogan and them have had their marital issues uh, – they had their marital issues worked out. I mean, I wouldn't say worked out, but they had their issues arguing with each other for the longest time because, I mean, Hulk accused lady of sleeping he, with an 18-year-old, and he, that's when things got up. He may be
0: – Hulk Hogan yeah. may be a good guy, Yeah, but I thought that kid, the way he presents himself, not knowing, like the Bounty Hunter did, is, first of all, you don't use racial innuendos – you know, yeah. when it's been recorded. And the thing he said about the guy that died because his son wasn't reckless. Oh, Graziano, yes. John Graziano. About, you know, maybe it was, uh, I don't know what God had in store. Or I don't know what it was, but he he just says the wrong things at the wrong time.
1: Yeah, he does. And now he's got this hanging over his head. I mean, I said it before. I mean, I just, I mean, I've asked, I think, I've asked some of the guys, and now I'm going to ask you, do you think we'll ever see him back in WWE again? I don't think we will.
0: I, I don't will. think we will. And to add to it. What's this deal about rubbing your lotion on your daughter?
1: Oh yeah, when he made those comments come out after the whole racial uh, uh, recording, yeah, he he said something along those lines. I remember how I don't remember how it went, but I know a lot of people were offended by that remark. A lot of people took it like real offense to it because they said uh, he's like, oh, I'm going to protect my daughter this way, and that. I just I don't know. He just became just totally
0: he, either he's opposite. nuts or who or whoever is managing him for ratings purposes is doing all wrong. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I would agree there.
1: And talking about Snooker, let's talk about him. I mean, we know his health is not in the best of shape right now, however, and they still want to have him to testify, but he's saying he has dementia right now. He doesn't remember who he is and what day it is half the time. Uh, personally, I don't think we'll ever see him on trial, if you ask me, because, I mean, they're talking about maybe moving the hearing to May or June this year now, However, but it looks like it's still up in the air at this point. I mean, what's your take on all
0: this? On well, Flight. first of all, if he's in, if he's in any, any kind of custody or being detained by any official, they're mm-hmm. responsible for his health. Yeah, and it'd be like you saying Batman hurt me. I, I think that's a good, a good way to look at it. But yeah, I don't think he'll stand. I don't think he'll stand trial.
1: No, I, I can't see it, and I hate. To, I don't mean to be. A, me, I don't mean to be the grim reaper, news, but uh, if his health continues to be bad this way, however, he won't last much longer. I feel. He really won't. He's in very, very poor health right now. I mean, he's taken too many shots over the years to the head and everything. And like I said, recently when they, I guess, they had a preliminary hearing back in the middle of February, late February, earlier this month, however, they just said, however, he couldn't remember what day it was when he got into the courtroom. He told his attorney he didn't know what time it was, what day it was. How, heck, he didn't even remember his own family, however. And uh, he thought that, uh, that Nancy was there in the courtroom with him, however, basically. So it just shows you his brain is just completely... Gone. No pun intended. Gone. So he's not, he's not
0: going to do a Rick James on Chappelle show, is he? <laughs> Apparently not. I don't think he will, though. Like, no, co- cocaine's a hell of a drug. Yeah,
1: I think too many these chair shots in the head is a hell of a drug. I mean, he, he found out the hard way. I mean, this is a guy who, like I said, I mean, for the longest time was loved and admired by a bunch of people. I mean, he had his great matches with Don Morocco and Bob Backlund and teamed up with Hulk Hogan and a couple other people. Oh, but do, you
0: see, do you see what those sickos are doing when it comes to the concussions? They're... Yeah. What they're what they're doing it is yeah. they're, they're 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 now listen to this. The commercials are calling it. Yeah. Or the news reports are calling it. see something blah blah, blah 3 word. And the reason they're calling that is yeah. is because when you get hit in the head, mm-hmm. it'll be a freaking concussion. But they're calling it a specific name so they they can skirt around the actual fact that you have a concussion.
1: Well, there's a lot of wrestlers now who have actually said that they're going to be donating their brains, however. I mean, Kevin Nash recently said something about it. I know Chris Lewinsky got out at the right time. That's the guy who's heading up the research hour, and I'm I'm glad someone like Lewinsky is taking uh, a stand against this. But like I said, guys like Kevin Nash and all these other guys are really – kind of saying that they want to have their uh, heads examined, I mean, after it's all sent in them, but you take a look at other guys in sports like MMA and NHL and NBA and Major League Baseball, however, especially in hockey, I, I mean, I think more and more they ought to look into that. Baseball, kind of the same way. Basketball, not so much, because it's, I mean, yeah, it's rough and tough, but you're not getting banged around as much. I mean, yeah, you're slipping and flying all over the place, but it's not nearly as physical as it is, like you say, in football or Basket or baseball, I should say, or even hockey. You know, hockey especially. I mean, hockey right now. I think and MMA are probably the two biggest sports. I feel, however, that they got to do more brain study research. On.
0: But, but that's an old technique. I think that's what the WWE has been allowed to get away with this—the injuries for years—is because they're doctors. Uh, okay. uh, what they what they'll do is they'll take a uh, they'll classify it as one specific word or letter, mm-hmm. or three, three letters. Mm-hmm. And even though it's a it, it meets all, you know, it's a concussion. Yeah, it's it's a freaking concussion. They they can legally get away with it. Well, you didn't meet the criteria of this C V T or whatever, so C T E. Yeah, mm-hmm. they they'll skirt so. around it that way, just like uh, C M Punk mentioned with a doctor saying, no, yeah, you can wrestle. It's not a it's not a uh, Mercer another.
1: Yeah, and Punk I know has a big I mean he's still I the last I heard, I don't know if he has that lawsuit still pending with WWE and the doctor Chris Man. I know he was supposed to uh he said he was gonna take Chris Man to court. I don't know if that lawsuit's now gonna be dropped or he's still planning on suing him. And uh Punk of course is still gonna be out for a while recovering from surgery. Obviously he'll be in the UFC uh coming up down the road, however, but uh we'll have to wait and see on his uh forefront if you will. I
0: I, personally, I doubt the, I, I doubt they won't I doubt that doctor wants to sue him back because that, that's the last I heard because if you if you sue him back, you know, everything's got to be exposed. You don't want to be exposed.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no question about it. I do think Howard Punk won't be in the ring, at least in my opinion. I don't think he'll be making his debut in USC until probably later this summer, if not by this fall. I can see him holding out. I mean, he's still recovering, obviously, from the surgery, but I just don't see him. I thought originally we were all set to see him officially in the next few months. Now it looks like that's not going to be the case. You know,
0: I think, of I think we're out right back. I think Ryback's about to suffer one of his last injuries. He'll be out for a while.
1: Yeah, and he's got that big match coming up with Kalisto. I don't know what they're trying to do with him and Kalisto. It's like
0: Goldberg versus oh, really?
1: Ray Jr. Yeah, they're setting up a match with those two at WrestleMania. Apparently, it's gonna be like Goldberg versus Ray Jr. That's how bad it is. I mean, they're trying to have Ryback become this new monstrous Goldberg character. And personally, I think Goldberg and Ryback should have a match rather than Kalisto and Ryback at WrestleMania.
0: Oh, well they want him to make Kalisto because he's a little guy, and he will give him a beat down?
1: Yeah, he'll get beat down, and then he'll come back like Ray Jr. Because every time I watch him, he's sort of like Ray Jr. You know, he really is. He's got the Ray Jr. moves, sort of like Sin Cara. You know, both of them have the same way. I mean, last night, Ryback took on Sin Cara here in Pittsburgh, and my friend told me that, I mean, this was like the snack break, piss break match of the time because a lot of people didn't care about this match at all. I mean, there were some things about last night show that people didn't care for, and this was one of the things that people yeah, it's probably, didn't care
0: for. it was probably just to make Kalisto. Yeah. To get the, get the fans support him, you
1: know. Right, and and the thing is, though, after what he did with the whole thing with Del Rio, however, I think they've got to do something else with him. I mean, I'm hoping they have something maybe down the road. I mean, I mean, there's talk about maybe even splitting up the Lucha Dragons like Kalisto and Sincar, and if they do, I don't know where they go with either one of these guys. I really don't. You know, um, One of the titles I could see uh, coming back, and I wish they would bring it back, and I know they're bringing a lot of guys in to do it, I guess, for the network or some network-type show is the Cruiserweight title. I wish they would start bringing that back around again. because You've got so many good light heavyweights in that division right now that could go after that title. Instead, WWE is just not listening to fans like you and me out there who want to put it on the main two shows, and I think that's absolutely moronic. I really well, do. Well, when, when
0: WCW did it, it was the vision. Cruiserweight, yeah. lightweight. Yeah. And if one of those cruiserweights
1: were mm-hmm. taking
0: on the heavyweights, it mm-hmm. made it more special.
1: Sure they did. And nowadays it's like fifteen years later it's too little too late, you know. I feel it's way too little too late. Um Talking about uh, Cruiserweight Tower, obviously we're going to have the Andre the Giant Battle Royal also at WrestleMania. They're, they still have not announced who's going to be involved in that and who should be the favorite. But let me ask you, if there's a guy who should win this right now uh, that could maybe be the surprise, we saw a big show do it last year, who do you think is the one person that could actually uh, maybe get a big push out of this and who could be the one guy that wins this and the one guy who's the surprise
0: Is it going to be the same like a Royal Rumble?
1: It sort of is going to be. I don't know if it's going to be ten and ten or twenty guys uh, from like uh, diff- like NXT, Raw, SmackDown, whatever. I mean, they're going to have, they haven't exactly quite announced who the participants are yet. But uh, if there was a guy who would be the early heavy favorite uh, that would win, who do you think it would be, and who do you think would be the one guy that could really uh, be the surprise person, so to speak, that uh, could turn out? Uh,
0: it's going to be a toss gonna, up. I'm going to say, Sami Zayn.
1: Yeah. If he's uh, in it. If he's in it, yeah, I could see that. Because,
0: could, because he's tall like Tess was. Yeah, yes,
1: definitely, definitely. Well, No, you know who he reminds me of? Actually,
0: he's a Canadian version of uh, of the Blueprint.
1: Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I
0: can't mm-hmm. remember his name. The Blueprint, what was his name? Oh,
1: I know it, I know it, I know it. I'll have to go back and do my research again and check this guy out. I know who you're thinking I, I cannot. Think.
0: Unless he just doesn't want to. Uh, mm-hmm. There are two more. There are two more guys who still have potential. That's Jack Swagger. Yes. And and uh, and uh, 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 Mr. Perfect's Boy.
1: Oh, Curtis Axel. Yeah. See, I think that's why I think he's being held down in the social outcast. I think it's time for him to go out on his own again, and at least just do something. Swagger, not so much. I, I don't think... I think that the Wells were in dry Swagger, and I think they're barely holding on to him at this point. The one guy who I think that could be a big winner, that really could turn some heads in this uh, Andre the Giant battle world, could be Braun Strowman. Uh, a guy who I think... Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of people are thinking he could win it this year, and I'm, picking, I'm thinking if he is entering into that, that could be the favorite. A guy who I think maybe... Could be an early favorite. Maybe that could turn some heads. I mean, he kind of did last year, even though he wasn't in the match all that long. If he comes back healthy and if he's ready to go, could be a guy like Adayo, Tommy. You know, Kenta. I like him. I mean, I think. Imagine,
0: Good. Imagine Braun Strowman winning that title. Yeah. And it and it, it it makes Bray Wyatt crazy. Oh my god! Yeah. And they separate. Yeah.
1: I didn't think about that. Yeah.
0: You're right. Yeah, because, you know, it's been a long time since we've had, uh, remember you know, a few weeks ago or months ago, we talked about how Braun Strowman was like a big John Studd. Yes, yes we did. And we we missed those good old days of him and he Billy Jim, the big mm-hmm. guys actually being good. Sure.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, we're definitely going to keep our eyes peeled, and, of course, we will be talking more about that in the next couple of weeks. Of course, we're going to be, uh, in a couple of weeks, going over the whole card itself and getting predictions on the show here. Uh, as well. Uh, tonight, of course, uh, like I said, we got a great show lined up for you on, coming up on uh, Revolution Radio later tonight at 9 o'clock. Of course, Mr. Duxtery Chad Hinshaw will be there along with the Black Widow Spider, if you will. Michelle Lynn Dodds, Stuart R. T. Smith, and I will be handling the news. Hopefully, we'll also have John Gross in the chat box. That is at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, 1724 Caller ID number one three eight zero five five. Of course, our caller ID here tonight is one three nine nine two six. You can talk to us right now. I am the host, the Iceman Jersey Jamal. Roddy K is going to be live tonight. And of course, don't forget Thursday night we got Wolfpack Radio for you. Friday night we got also a great match lined up for you on Revolution. And tonight, however, we also have a surprise on Revolution. I'm not going to say what it is, but uh, ladies and gentlemen, I can tell you this: uh, hopefully, that we will have this confirmed. Hopefully, later this week or possibly early next week. However, on Raw Radio next Monday afternoon, one three eight seven four four pound. By the way, and the number one beginning at 3 o'clock, Howard, you will listen uh, for our radio next Monday. We have a very special guest maybe gracing us with our presence, Howard. and I'll tell you right now, Roddy K, you're going to like this, however, uh, I can thank uh, Gregory the Diesel Kramer for this, and his friend as well, Chris Adams, however, got in touch with Greg, and then Greg got me in touch with this guy. But next Monday afternoon, hopefully, ladies and gentlemen, at 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, we will have the great, former WCW and WWE referee slash manager, the great Theodore R. Long joining us. Yes, folks, Teddy Long. Yes. Mr. Player, Player, Player himself will be hopefully gracious with us. With this yeah, Greg got me in touch with him last week, Roddy, and uh, I talked to him on Wednesday a week ago, tom- yeah, a week ago, And I got to recall them again on Monday sometime before Raw Radio on Monday morning, early Monday morning. So hopefully next Monday, ladies and gentlemen, the second hour of Raw Radio, have your questions ready, have everything uh, ready to go uh, from our panel, and also you, the fans out there, to call in. However, we will hopefully have the great Teddy R. Long joining us on our show next Monday, ladies and gentlemen, the 21st, which incidentally is also my girlfriend's 32nd birthday, and also will be the same night that our good friend, the Diesel Gregory Cram, will be attending Monday Night Raw in Philadelphia next Monday. So uh, it's going to be an action-packed week, however, as we are winding down the days heading into WrestleMania, but we've got a great guest heading into WrestleMania by the great Teddy R. Long.
0: Beautiful. He's yes. always been there with me, my my mind like back when uh, what's his name? Had the big brick phone Paul Heyman. Oh yes. And dial yes. the one nine hundred number mm-hmm. Right. That's right, yeah. Yeah, who did he who did the Teddy Long uh manager uh was it uh, Slick?
1: He managed uh, yeah, he was the he managed hacksaw Butch Reed, Ron Simmons. King of or Akeem? I I think he did that for a time, yeah. Uh he did uh he did Rodney Mack, deal Delo Brown and uh, oh, I'll, I'll, awesome. I'll, yeah he, he did some pretty good guys and, and like I said I know he's still very tight with Ron Simmons I've heard to this day he's very close with Delo uh, don't we're gonna definitely have a lot of uh, past and present questions current questions from him the WWE and WCW next week so uh, you might want to stay tuned to that uh, again that'll be hopefully next Monday ladies and gentlemen on raw radio or should I say this Monday coming up at 4 p.m Eastern Standard Time. Now, Saturday night, do not forget, of course, Michelle Lynn Dodds and Gerard T. Smith will be on Attitude Radio, 138982-POUND. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk about the past week of Raw, SmackDown, Total Divas, NXT. Also give you an early preview of Raw Radio as well by uh, giving us a shout-out on their show this coming tonight. Last night was a pretty good show, and you can go back and listen to that as we did a preview prior to Roadblock and also a post-show as Gerard, Michelle, and myself talked for a couple hours last Saturday night after Roadblock and had our thoughts about this event itself. So
0: at Roadblock, yes, uh, Dean Ambrose didn't win the title, right?
1: No, he came up short. The referee said his feet were under the rope, and, I had, and I'm going to go back and watch that before our Revolution Tonight. I heard it was a great match. I think Dean should have won the match personally, however, but of course he did not win the match, unfortunately, so that was... An
0: uh, they should. He should have won. I mean, yeah. I'm telling you, he did at those last minute changes. Yeah, I agree. Why are they protecting the card? You know, back in the old days, cards subject to change. It never changes.
1: Yeah, well, the one match that did kind of actually, really, uh, I would say, really was a surprise, and they threw it on as a bonus attraction match, was Sami Zayn versus uh, Cody Stardust, if you will. Other than that, you had Jericho take on Swagger. You had the New Day take on the League of Nations. Charlotte and Natty was a pretty good match. I heard it was almost like their match to take over a little bit better. And then, of course, you had uh, the main event, which was
0: Dean and. Uh, oh, you talk about the tag teams. I I really see something with that uh, golden truth.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask you uh, last night. They did something with those two again. How our last night? How our, I think they're kind of. Teasing them, how are possibly maybe to uh, start teaming up pretty soon. I mean, they did another skit last night with each other. How are? It's going to be interesting to see what they do tonight in Cincinnati with SmackDown, and of course next week they're going to be in Philly and Boston before they head to Brooklyn in a couple weeks for the go-home show uh, prior to WrestleMania. Now, you oh, about go ahead. No, go ahead. What were you going to say real quick? I was just going to say, uh, before we go, folks, we're going to get Roddy's uh, opinion on the Hall of Fame class so far. Of course, uh, they've got five good members. There's one more I believe that they're going to have in pretty soon, and that is Stan Lillard, Hanson, former AWA world champion. Uh, what is your opinion of this year's Hall
0: of Fame class? It's pretty good. There's one guy I don't know. Uh, I think he's uh, uh, Garvin. Yeah. And uh, I don't see the godfather, even though I like his work. I don't see
1: him doing that. Yeah, but unfortunately, he's going in. Garvin, of course, was a member uh, with Michael P.S. Hayes, Gordy, oh, Terry Bamba. I remember Gordon. I remember Ron Garvin, and yes. what
0: was Jimmy Garvin?
1: Ronnie was Jimmy's brother, yeah. Jimmy was part of the Freebirds, known as Jimmy Jam. Of course, he also competed in world-class championship wrestling. He was a member of the NWA. He never made it to the WWE. In fact, he never got called by the WWE he was in the NWA, I remember. His brother, I remember having that feud with Greg Valentine back in 1990, did. Uh, and for the longest time, he was in the NWA. I think for a brief time, I think he only wrestled very little in the AWA, but he was more of a mid-Atlantic guy. I was Ron Garvin. And that's one guy I wish that WWE would consider putting into the Hall of Fame, or even Ivan Koloff, for that matter. I think Ivan Koloff should have gone in this year, considering his history in tags and singles. I mean, of course, he beat Bruno back in 71. He went on a team with Nikita back in the mid-'80s, along with Crusher Krucik, Barry Darso, and they feuded with guys like the Road Warriors, the Rock and Roll Express, all those teams. And there's a, there's a guy.
0: Yes. On, the current, on the current roster, there's a guy Yes. that... Uh, I think should, other than Barry Horowitz. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of the tag teams, it uh, was actually uh, Dustin Reynolds. Told, uh, uh, oh, Dust yes. Because, because what did he do? He I mean, he went from being like his daddy's son, like playing the cowboy role, mm-hmm. to to being this what they call freak in a, mm-hmm. in a go costume Hollywood. Yeah. And now when he came back, I noticed last year, I mean, he mm-hmm. was doing moves that the that, that, that big guys just shouldn't be doing. Right, he's still
1: going at his age. I mean, I mean, I think he's in his middle late forties. I mean, a lot of people a few years ago said it was time to start slowing down. How after he started feuding with Cody, but. Yeah, like you said, a couple years ago, however, he got back in the ring. However, he started looking a lot more crisper than he did back in his he's early t- years. He toned t- t- down, too. I yeah, mean, he is he, like, like he tremendously toned out. I think he's gone, well, he's gone a little bit bigger again, but when he came back originally, yeah, like you said a few years ago, however, and going back to the gold dusting, yeah, he he really toned down quite a bit, however. And uh, like I said, I thought him and Cody had that great match. However. It's just a shame they couldn't have had it at the world's biggest stage, WrestleMania, as they kind of cut that feud short. And now uh, they're trying to get him back involved, like you said, with our Truth again, to do the Golden Truth thing. I hope they uh, start doing more. I mean, they get a the chance to team him up at some point. I don't know when they're going to do it, though. I just hope very, very soon.
0: I mean, uh, if, 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 if this doesn't go, the only thing he could do is go back to the old Cowboy style.
1: Yeah. But I think he wants to end it with the. I mean, I can see him. Make, well, let's look ahead. I mean, a year from now, okay? Let's talk about next year now but just a second or two before we wrap it up here. Uh, if there's an early favorite for the Hall of Fame class of t- 2017, would you have to, Would you say in your eyes that he is one of the few people that could go in next year? Go with yeah. Yeah. I could see that. I could see him. I could see maybe Sting. Uh, one guy who I think should have gone in this year over the Godfather, and we've talked about this guy on the show and all of our shows, uh, I don't know why they keep snubbing him time after time is guys like uh, Brian Pillman or Rick Rude or even Owen Hart. Owen Hart especially. I think Rick I mean, Owen Hart, after what happened, when Owen came out with his DVD back in December, I thought this was going to be the opportunity to say finally, hey, you know what, we finally decided to stop fighting with you uh, and blaming uh, uh, you for uh, – our husband slash cousin, brother, whatever, is passing. However, maybe you can finally uh, find in your heart to uh, basically give uh, Owen a chance to go in the Hall of Fame. And you know what, Howard? Neither team has budged, you know? Neither team is just standing there. It's all sort of like a chess a,
0: match. How about a better idea if he's not in it already? What's it that? Would cover, it would cover all that. Yeah. Because they used to have a bond, I guess, mm-hmm. just to do Stu Hart.
1: Yeah. Well, Stu went in a few years ago. I remember it was a couple... He did? Yeah, Stu went in about five years ago. I think that was when... The, wow. That was when that was when Bruce that was when Brett was fighting Vince. I remember, and on one of the episodes of Raw, however, uh, Vince got up to Brett's face, and this is when F- Vince was being Mr. McMahon's character, Mr. the Mr. McMahon. No, can say it. The Mr. McMahon character, and told Brett, however, your dad will never see the Hall of Fame as long as I live. However, then Austin came out and friend Vince and told him, however, what do you think you're doing? Howard? this is a man that uh, whose father I uh, made the business. However, what are you trying to prove here? If you don't like it, however, I'm going to do something that you'll regret. However, and he kind of threatened Vince, I remember, and finally Vince gave in and said, "Okay, fine, fine, I'll put him in." However, but uh, yeah, even Chris
0: Jericho, I think, comes even from Chris, that even, yeah, crazy.
1: Jericho, even also was a part of that too. I remember because Jericho was like Austin. Mm-hmm. He told him the same thing to Vince. I think it was a few days later on SmackDown that week I remember going into WrestleMania twenty six he told Vince Howard the same thing Austin had told him the previous Monday that Monday night, he says, What are you trying to prove, Howard? I mean, this is a guy who trained me, trained Brett, trained a lot of guys, how and you're just being a little childish and petty hey, about this whole deal.
0: Before we go, even though Goldberg is a great great uh a performer yes. Uh, I believe the story. What do you think about Chris Jericho long ago taking him down in the back?
1: <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I mean, Jer- for the longest time, Jericho would. Uh, Jericho has had some stories over the years that have been very, very unique. I mean, he really has. I mean, through his days with Goldberg, like you said, to his bouts with Dean Malenko, where I called him Dino Machino, I think the best was that one time when Malenko wore that uh, luchador outfit as sequel pay, however, and he just surprised uh, the crap out of Jericho and waffled him with a chair, if you remember.
0: Yeah, I think I think Chris Jericho could take down Goldberg with just a few moves.
1: Yeah, but I think I, I think Jericho eventually is going to make the Hall of Fame in a, another few years. I think he's another guy who's on the cusp of reaching the Hall of Fame um, at some point, however. I just don't know when he's going to be uh, able to say, I'm finally done, you know. But I think he is going to hang it up eventually soon. I just don't know when. Uh, but there's so many guys right now, I feel, that the WWE has just got to look at and say, hey, we've got to give these guys a chance. I mean, they finally did with the boss, man, and good for them. But there's other guys out there, as we've said before on all the shows, like uh, Rick Rude, uh, Brian Pillman, um, who else? Owen Hart, like I mentioned, Ivan Koloff, that they just haven't really gone behind. And, and it's a shame. It really, really is. And I think WWE has got to fix that problem.
0: Did Dean Malenko and Perry Saturn just say, screw it?
1: I don't know what... Malenko, I think Malenko might get in because Malenko has had so much great experience over the years through ECW and WCW in Japan. With Perry, I don't know because I think Perry, even though he was a pretty good wrestler in ECW and halfway decent WCW and kind of a mixed bag in WWE, however, uh, I think he won't make it in personally. But as far as Malenko goes, being a cruiserweight that he was, how fighting with guys like Eddie and Jericho and Ray and all the others. However, I think, I think he should go in because, I mean, he was trained by his father and his he worked, he teamed with his brother and of course, he's had so many great, some pretty good matches over the years. I mean, a lot of people said uh, he wasn't the same when he got to WWE after joining up with the Radicals. I mean, yet, he was at one time the light heavyweight champion. He was one of the longest light heavyweight champions in the company. So, uh, I, I would definitely put him in. I really would. Why are, you,
0: why are you in a hurry to go? Let's go another hour.
1: Oh, I wish we could, but unfortunately, we can't, However, We're, I mean, I know that this is too we're, much.
0: I'm, we're I mean, flying. We're, we're, we're yeah, long. we
1: are flying. You're right. I just looked at the time myself. I know, but Chad and the boys are going to be on soon, so i got to get them prepared. how are all not long,
0: baby. Woo.
1: Yeah, exactly. But uh, hopefully uh, you'll call in uh, tonight to Revolution. It should be a great show. However, we're also going to have some surprises on Revolution this week, so hopefully we'll hear from you in a little bit there. Uh, I do want to thank you coming on, Roddy, and like I said, our, uh, please call back in again next week, and also call again later on tonight on Revolution. Uh, this, for that, ladies and gentlemen, this, we're going to call tonight here. Uh, this, is it. Episode, you too. this is episode 18, ladies and gentlemen, in the books, and we want to thank Roddy K. for joining me for the whole hour, and we had a lot of fun with him tonight, certainly. Unfortunately, our other panelist, R.T. Smith, the bad guy, uh, King NWO, if you will, could not make it. He had a prior obligation, I believe, to fulfill, and that's understandable if he did. No problem, Gerard. If you couldn't make it tonight, no big deal, man. But uh, we hope to have you on with me here in just a little bit on uh, Revolution Radio, which will be starting here in about 45 minutes from now. I also want to give an acknowledgement to my two other colleagues that join me on uh, this show, usually the Diesel Gregory Kramer. He is under the weather tonight, we understand, and that is legitimate. Uh, Greg, we hope you're feeling better, brother, and we hope to have you back on with us next week. And our other good friend who is also... uh, a prior engagement, and hopefully we'll be joining us here later on tonight here on Revolution, the lowdown man himself, Kendrick Smith. Well, with that said, folks, we are now 18 episodes in and getting ready for episode 19 next week. I do want to thank uh, all of you for listening in tonight, 1724-444-7044, caller ID number 139926. Of course, we will be back next Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. Do not forget to call in uh, the same number here in just about 45 minutes from now. The caller ID will be 138055. Gerard and myself will be handling the news. We'll be talking about Raw. We'll also be talking about the week that it was so far in the WWE. So uh, for now, this is the Iceman saying so long here from the revolution, uh, or should I say the revisited uh, WCW U.S. Uh, Revolution Studio. Uh, We will be back in just a little while. We hope you enjoy the rest of your reunion. Thank you for listening tonight, and God bless everyone, and we will talk to you again very, very soon. So, for now, so long, everyone. With lucky landslots,
0: you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
0: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. (gasps)